Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, go ahead and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that He's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Would somebody shout hallelujah? Thank God. The old song says, thank God for saving me. The other other psalmist wrote, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, he died up on the cross. Somebody shout, I know it was the blood that saved me. take us a little old school today if that's all right hallelujah can't nobody do me like Jesus praise God hallelujah but I feel better so much better oh since I lay my burdens down oh thankful for everything that God has done and is doing. 
God knows where you're at. He also knows what you need. There's a, I remember going to a church one time and they were singing that song I was singing just a moment ago. And people would take turns coming to the microphone from the congregation. I remember one lady, she marched all the way up there in, in beat to the song. Every step was right on beat. She said, friends don't treat me like they used to. Oh, since I laid my burdens down. That's why she's being. She said, friends don't treat me oh, like they used to. Oh, since I laid my burdens down. Burdens down, Lord. This somebody else said. Burdens down, Lord. Oh, since I laid. Don't leave me up here by myself now. Y'all gonna help me sing. Oh, burdens down, Lord. Oh, burdens down, Lord. Since I laid all my burdens down. You can lay it down today. Do you believe that? You can lay it down and pick up new life. Somebody shout glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The book of Matthew chapter 26. So thankful for what the Lord is doing among us. Matthew chapter 26 is a powerful portion of Scripture. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, I pray today that you would anoint your word. Anoint me as the pastor, Lord, to preach what you put in my spirit one week ago. You know each individual person in this room and what they need and what they're going through. Not just what they've come to, but what you're going to take them through. I pray that, God, there would be a healing that would move up over the mind of every person that's dealing with doubt or unbelief, chaos or confusion. That today would be a breakthrough day for somebody in this church to get to that place that you would have them to be, to come out of where they are. Lord, they walked in circles long enough. It's time for them to go on to that promised land, to that place. Oh, God, I pray that you would move upon every mind, every marriage, every family, every heart, every soul, no matter how old or how young, that, God, today will be the beginning of a start for somebody, Lord, to go on to better things. I want you to say with me, I'm going to go on to better things. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We welcome each and every one of you. I, I do want to say it's good to see Brother Eric Gators and his beautiful family. We're so glad you're here today. Would you welcome them? Amen. Saw Sister, saw Sister Jackie back there. and So glad that she's here today. Would you welcome her? Amen. So glad that she's here. And all of our guests in the room, I, I, I do want to move forward in the word. I do want to say that Brother Dylan Woodward is going to be moving here this week. Isn't that wonderful? He and his family are coming in for Thanksgiving, going to be staying, going to be just helping with youth and helping with music, helping with uh, also going to be helping with starting our Spanish work here. The youth center is going to be our Spanish church that we're going to offer. Amen. Can you say amen? I was walking through there a while back and in prayer, just feel like the Lord said, you're standing in the Spanish standing in the Spanish in the Spanish church and uh, we had our first service back several weeks ago and uh, just one service but uh, there was a spirit of prophecy came in there about what God's going to do 
come to find out that we have a lot of Spanish that are moving to the area that need the Lord. I hope everybody can experience what I feel right now in my heart. There's nothing like the Lord. There's nothing like living for Jesus. I wouldn't trade it for anything, for silver or gold. Y'all feel that way today. Amen. God's been good to me. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 says, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. And saith unto his disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. Everybody say yonder. Yonder. Verse 39 says, he, And he went, probably one of my favorite phrases in all of Scripture. It says, And he went a little further. Praise God. He had been here before. But he said, I'm going yonder. I know you don't use it in everyday lingo. But look at your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm going yonder. Maybe you do in southern Ohio. Do you say that? I'm going over yonder. Do you all say that around here? I know we sing a song that says, I'm going up yonder, Brother Nehemiah. Everybody say, I'm going up yonder. Hallelujah. I'd like to talk about this word that's in the King James Version, but I'm going over yonder. Look at your neighbor and say, the mess cannot keep me from my miracle. I want you to say it with faith. The mess can't keep me from the miracle. If you believe it, clap your hands and shout to the Lord. Come on, shout like you mean it. Praise Him like you feel it. If you believe God's got something better for you, would you shout hallelujah? Amen, amen. I want you before your seat, I want you to go shake two or three people's hands, somebody around you. Would you do that? Welcome them to the house of God again. Step across the aisle and tell somebody the mess can't keep you from a miracle. the Lord in this room in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we have the victory I said in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Satan will have to flee oh tell me who can stand before us when we call on his great name. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Oh, precious Jesus, we have the victory. Somebody needs to speak today with declaration. It's in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we have a victory. Come on today. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan will have to flee. Oh, 
who can stand before us when we call on his great name. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, precious Jesus, we have a victory. I want you to sing it. Well, it's in the name of Jesus. Sing it today. Oh, we have the victory. Yes, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan will have to flee. Oh, tell me. Stand before us when we call on his great name. Oh, Jesus, precious Jesus, we have the victory. If you believe it, clap your hands and say it. Come on, the devil's done everything he can to take you out. But you're still here in the presence of God. He's used everything in his arsenal to destroy you and your family, but you're still here. Come on, I said you're still here this morning. Praise God. Growing up in church, there was a lady at the fellowship rally. She would get up and sing. She'd say, victory is mine. Victory is mine. And she had the biggest smile when she sing. She'd say, victory today is mine. This is how she'd go. Well, I told Satan to get it behind. Oh, victory today is mine. Somebody needs to speak it for your family. Victory is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Yes, victory today. For I told Satan to get thee behind. Oh, victory today is mine. If you believe it, clap your hands and shout. Come on, this is Resurrection Sunday. We believe today is a healing day for somebody in their situation. Somebody shout, there's healing in this building. Look at your neighbor and say, there's victory here today for you. Praise God, praise God. You may be seated. In the text that I, that I bring to your attention, I use the text because it's where the word is used that was on my mind. This place had been visited by Jesus many times. It was called Gethsemane. Gethsemane is where, truthfully, is where the cross took place. What do you mean by that? I thought the cross was at Calvary or Golgotha. Yes, it was. But Calvary happened because of Gethsemane. It's what he said at Gethsemane that allowed Calvary to take place. His will died before his flesh died. It was here that he visited so often that his own disciples, even Judas, when he was going to betray him, he said, I know where the master is because he prays at this one place often at Gethsemane. And, of course, it's in the same storyline, in the same chapter and verse that I, I read here today is the same location, same time as when Judas came and betrayed him. Jesus had been here many times, but today was different. He looks at his disciples and he said, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. In three and a half years, you've seen me in this place. You've seen me this way. But what you're going to see from here on out is going to be different because I'm not staying here, but I'm going to yonder place 
Yonder just means there for all you fancy people. Yonder means there. Everybody say, I'm going there. Look at your neighbor now and say, say, I'm going over yonder. Amen. Brings a country out in me when I say it. I'm going over yonder. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going over yonder. He said, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And the scripture says that he went a little further. I felt this last week at the end of the service. I feel like some of you have been where you are for too long. You've went around this mountain long enough. You've been in this place where you are long enough. You, you've come here. It feels good here. It's good here. But you, 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 you sometimes go back in a cycle, a circle with that. That you don't go beyond where you are. But I, I've come to preach to you today that God has something more for you. You don't have to stay where you are. There's a yonder place for you that you will fulfill the will of God in your life. Somebody shout, I'm going yonder. He had been here at Gethsemane many times, and, but it was here where he had prayed many times. But today, it's a little different because the Bible says today, and he went a little further and fell on his face. And he said, oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. As Christ, he knew what he was going to have to go through to fulfill the salvation plan for you and me. He was not going to the cross blinded. He knew he was going to have to die and suffer. Isaiah had already prophesied it. It said that he would be wounded for our transgressions. He was be, would be bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. He understood what he would have to go through so you could get to where God has planned for you. I tell you today, it would be easy to say, I don't want to go through this. He said, nevertheless, he said, I realize if I can get to this place, if I can get to this moment, if they can have what they have without me suffering, then let the cup of suffering pass from me. He said, nevertheless, I will go through whatever I've got to go through so they can get to where I have prepared for them. I preach to you, he didn't have to do it, but he did. He could have called 10,000 angels out of heaven to set him free from the cross, but he stayed on that cross. It was his love for every single one of us in this building right now and beyond. You're even your children, your family. He took those stripes on his back because he knew the outcome would be better than the mess that he would get in. Aren't you glad he went through the mess so you could have a miracle? I'm going to just go ahead and preach the way I feel. Your relationship might be in a mess, but it's better to walk through the mess and believe for the miracle than to stop and back up because the mess can't keep me from what God has for me. God's going to bring a miracle out of the mess. God's going to bring a miracle out of the struggle. Look at somebody beside you and say, I'm going through. Somebody once said, if you're going through hell, don't stop. You'll get burnt. Don't stop if you're going through it. He didn't say, yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. He said, if I'm in trouble, it's only for a season. I haven't come to this mess. I'm coming through the mess. And on the other side of the mess, there's something better. There's a mountain. There's a breakthrough. There's a healing. There's a deliverance. Somebody shout glory. glory. 
Matthew, when I was when I was a young kid, you know, probably the most avoided book in all Bible reading is Leviticus. Can I get a witness? Probably the most read book in the Bible is Genesis. January 1. Are y'all with me right now? Well, I read Genesis so many times growing up as a kid. Genesis. You get to, how many's ever skipped the begats? I mean, it's just not fun trying to figure out Behelahel Rohi and who that was. But I decided to stay in the mess so I could try to find a miracle out of the mess. In the mess of all the names and all the family dynamics, it wasn't anything of the word of the Lord. It's not by accident. It's intentional on purpose. It's not just naming to name. It's, it's naming to become. It's, it's not this person had. No, they begat. It's the beginning of something. In every family, there's a beginning of something. It's the start of something new. His mercies are renewed every morning. And I don't care how messy yesterday was. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy is coming. Somebody needs to get a hold of what I'm talking about right now. It's not over till it's over. It's not done until it's done. I, I just feel like telling you that something good's going to come out of this. And Jesus understood. I, 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 even myself, I've got to go through some things so I can get them to what I have prepared for them. Elbow your neighbor and say the mess is not going to stop you from your miracle. And I started reading in Matthew chapter 1. And if you'd like to go on a journey with me for a minute, we're going we're gonna to walk through Scripture. You can feel sorry for me because I've got to pronounce all these names. But Le- Leviticus of the New Testament would be Matthew because it starts with a, be- a beget chapter. This is the chapter most of you ex- skip in your Bible reading in Matthew. The book of the generation of gener- Jesus Christ, the son of David. That's easy enough. The son of Abraham. Okay, understand that. Abraham begat Isaac. All right, remember, I remember that. Isaac begat Jacob. Jacob begat Judah and his brethren. Okay, know that. But Judas begat Phares and Zerah of Tamar. Ho, ho. Judah begat Phares and Zerah of his daughter-in-law who played the role of a harlot, slept with her father-in-law. And he said she deserved to die until he realized he had been with her, who played the role of a harlot. And out of that came Phares and Zerah, and it just keeps on going. Phares begat Ezram, and Ezram begat Aram, and Aram begat Aminadab, and Aminadab begat Naasen, and Naasen begat Salmon, and Salmon begat, oh, oh, hold on a minute. Boaz, which is Boaz of Rahab. Who's Rahab? It says Rahab, but it's talking about Rahab. Rahab, hold on a minute. Isn't that the lady, Rahab, that was the harlot in the wall of Jericho? Hold on a minute. She was a harlot in the wall of Jericho, but she hid the spies. And the Bible says that she had faith and was recorded even in Hebrews chapter 11 in the hall of faith. And there's something about this because a Jew named Salmon had a son named Boaz with a former harlot named Rahab because in Exodus 12 there was room not just for the Jews to enter into this place yonder but there was room for the stranger to join the Jews and have a chance to get to yonder place. 
See, it's, it's not just for you. It's not just for the PK. It's not just for the Saints kids. It's for whosoever will. It doesn't matter where you come from because we've all come from somewhere. The question is, are you going to go to where God wants you to be? Or are you going to stay where you've always been? You can go back to where you come from, but God wants some of you to, some of you to get up and go to what he has planned for you. And all of a sudden, there's a, there's a, there's a harlot in the lineage and in this lineage and, and, and Boaz. And, and Boaz is the son of Salmon and the harlot named Rahab. And Boaz beget Obed of Ruth. Hold on. Ruth is the Moabitess. She's, she's, she's the woman that they didn't just say she's Ruth. She's Ruth the Moabitess. She's, she's the woman that come from the tribe that was started by incest. Hold on, Ruth is a descendant of East uh, of incest and confusion and chaos. And when people saw her, they would say, that's not just Ruth, that's Ruth the Moabites. And you begin to see something unfolding in these, the, 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 the begats. Are y'all with me right now? The begats of scripture that, that somehow, even though it was messy, you start seeing that, that Ruth the Moabites had uh, Obed and and Obed begat Jesse and her grandson and, and the grandson of Ruth, the great-grandson of Rahab, has who? Begat David, the king. And there's never been a king like him. Every king before him and every king after him was compared to him. Why do I see in the scripture? I see it appears that it doesn't matter how messy the situation is. God somehow has the ability to bring something great out of messes. Oh, can I preach on? And the Bible tells us that David the king, and not just David, and David the king begat Solomon of her that had been the... Hold on a minute. That, 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 that's going to that's gonna get on one of those magazines that makes it in the Walmart aisle. David has Solomon from Uriah's wife that he killed. Took his wife and had a kid. That, that's, that's headline stuff. Hold on a minute. There's adultery here. There's murder here. It just keeps going. And it says, and, and, it says, and Solomon begat Rehoboam, and Rehoboam begat Abai, and Abai begat Asa. And you start seeing what Rehoboam did, and the division, and confusion, and kingships, and Asa begat Josephat and Josephat beget Joram and Joram beget Hosiah. You're not thinking about Cracker Barrel, are you? Hang on now. Watch what it says. And Hosiah beget Jotham and Jotham beget as Ahaz began. Ezekias, Ezekias beget Manasseh, Manasseh beget Ammon, and beget Josias. And you, go, you go down and see all of this stuff that was, that was chaos and confusion with moments of miracles, but I'm going to skip it for the sake of time because we've been here since Bible study early this morning. But it goes on in verse 16 says, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who was called Christ. A whole lineup of mess. Murder, adultery, incest, confusion, chaos, immorality, death, Loss, it's a messy lineage. But out of all of the mess comes the perfect Savior. He didn't come from some family lineage of 
pedigree that it looked like oh it's just perfect they've always done no 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 he come up from a lineage of failures and immoral failures and sins and chaos and confusion I will tell you he wants you to understand out of your mess he will show up and bring you a dynamic miracle of greatness and future I don't care where you come from when he gets involved he can bring a miracle out of the mess I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them we're coming out of the mess and going into the miracle. David makes this statement in Psalm 60 and 8. You can be seated. David makes this statement. He said, Moab is my wash pot. What's he talking about? Moab is his wash pot. How many of you ever washed dishes? And the more you wash them, the dirtier your water got. Then you realize the water's too dirty to have dishes in there to get them clean. You know, it's a wash pot. My grandmother talked about when she was, my brother recorded her when he was in middle school. She talked about when she was a little girl and there, there were nine of them. And uh, if you were the last one to get bathed in the wash tub, they didn't have bathtubs, you know what I'm talking about. Back there in the, in the early 1900s. They'd heat the water up, pour it in there. When you got in, the water was hot. By kid nine, it was cold and dirty. And he's saying, Moab is my wash pot. He's saying, where I come from, I got Moabitis in me, is what he's saying. <laughs> Great grandma was a Moabitis. It's my wash pot. It's my heritage. I had mess in my background. But look at me now. I'm the king. This didn't happen but by the hand of God. Come on, all good gifts come from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning. Somebody in this building needs to give God some praise for where you are compared to where you were. Hallelujah. You can walk out, back up, but Jesus said, I'm going to go a little further. There's something to accomplish. I'm not done with what he's called me to do. Come on, I'm challenging every person in this room. Don't you stay in your mess. I want you to go a little further. God's got something better for you and your family. He's got something better for your giftings and your talents than just to walk in circles. He's got a plan for your life. Somebody shout, God's got a plan for your life. I've preached long enough to feel, I've been here long enough that I can feel the spirit of what's in the room today. There's this little bit of an opposing spirit. It, it's like it's almost like this. Well, I believe that for them, but I don't know about me. I, Pastor, I've been here before. I've backslid 72 times. Here I am again. And, and I, you know, I, I believe they can. I want to, but I just don't know if I'm good enough to. I can feel that right now. You got things that need healed. You got things that need fixed. You got things that every time you do good, you're like Paul. They said, when, when I would do good, evil's present with me. It's like every time I want to live for the Lord, I get all this stuff that happens to me and pushes back on me. The Bible says that when you're first enlightened that the battles that you begin to fight, when you're first enlightened that the things that you begin to paddle, when you give your life to the Lord, you think it's just going to be great, then all of the hell shows up. All of the hell shows up. Jeremy, everything starts trying to come against you. You know what I've learned? Because between you and your miracle, there will always be a choice that you have to make. Am I going to stay here or am I going on? 
You have to make a choice. If Jesus had to make a choice, we are followers of Christ. We must make a choice. Sometimes it's easier to just walk in circles in the mess with unbelieving doubt and say this is just the way it's going to always be. But when faith rises in your heart that says it doesn't have to stay this way. My marriage doesn't have to be like their marriage. My family doesn't have to be the way I was. It doesn't have to be that. I don't have to become. I don't have to go back to addiction and chaos and confusion and depression and fear I can come out of that with the joy of the Holy Ghost I can come out with the blessings of the Lord somebody shout amen I want you to say this with me it did not come to stay it came to pass I want to know, is there any faith believers in the building that would say, I'm not staying here stuck. I'm coming out and I'm going to what God has prepared for me. I was preaching one time and I was preaching one time in the state of Missouri. There was probably 2,000 people in the building. And while I was preaching, God began to move. I felt faith rise up in that place. I said, he's able to do anything. God's able to heal anything. He's able to fix anything. I said, matter of fact, if you're a diabetic and you want to be healed, run up here. Run up here and you'll be healed. That takes some faith to say that. A lady came running to the front. She was healed instantly of diabetes. She told me way later. I met her at another event. She said, I'm still healed. I don't care how messy it's been. I don't care how long you've been sick. I'm telling you, he's able to reach right down and pull every bit of that cancer out of you. He can pull all of that sickness out of you. Do you still believe he can heal? Come on, he can heal the sick, but he can heal the brokenhearted? It's caused you to walk in a circle And you say if I would have been raised in that family They wouldn't have done that to me If I would have been raised in this part If this would have happened I could have had all this Oh no, no, you can't live that way Your mess does not determine your future Not in Christ It doesn't matter how bad it was God didn't do it to you Somebody else did it to you Somebody else's choices that affected you Somebody else got you to where you are you got to determine this. I can't focus on what got me here. i got to focus on the one that can get me out. You want to settle here? There's always in that. And when the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt, Brother Noah, Brother Noah, stand. When they were coming out of Egypt, they were coming out of, when they were coming out of Egypt, it was a sign, it was a type of the world. They were slaves there. They were beaten, bruised. And they, were, they were taskmasters. They were done wrong. There was a, Pharaoh that had rose up that knew not Joseph and he was threatened by them. Threatened by them. You know how the devil attacks you the way he does? He wants, to, he wants to break you down because he's threatened by you. The devil never messes with somebody that he's not threatened by. And when you feel opposition in your life, you've gone through some things, it's because he's trying to tear you down because he knows you have the ability to destroy everything he's done. There's a reason there's opposition. I felt it. I felt it all service. God let me feel it. Probably none of you could feel it, but I could feel it. There's an, there's an opposition against you. You want to do well, but you just feel, don't feel right. You got something battling. Why am I saved and I don't feel right? Because the devil's trying to stop you from getting where God wants you. He told Simon Peter, he said, Satan desires to sift you as weak, but I prayed for you that your faith fail thee not. 
He said, behold, there's a door and there are many adversaries. I want you to say with me, there are many adversaries. Do you believe there's an adversary against you and what God has for you? He said, there's an open door in my life, but there are many adversaries. I want you to say, there's an open door, but there are adversaries. He promised us this though. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. It cannot stop. It cannot halt. But you've got to be determined who you are. I'm not the one doing this. He's the one bringing me out of this. I'm not here by myself. Opposing things. Opposing circumstances. Trying to degrade you and demoralize you to a place to feel like you're not valuable and can't see yourself as God sees you. Well, mama was a... Great-grandma was a harlot. Grandma born out of a family of incest and confusion and chaos. Paul said, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Everybody say it with me. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for the things which are before. I want you to say it with some vigor. I want you to say, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. You're not going to find it going backwards. You're not going to get it, Brother Noah, going back to Egypt. They said things when there was Jordan rivers and Red Seas and uh, moments that looked like the water, there wasn't enough water, enough, enough food. Some said, would to God we'd die by the flesh pots in Egypt. Would to God we were back where we were. You know what is possible? It's possible to forget the pain of your past and question the God of right now. I'm preaching to some of you right now that on the urge of giving up, you have been put on your heels thinking, what have I done so wrong to deserve what I'm going through? I'm not saying you've done anything wrong, but I do know there's an adversary trying to push against you. But you've got to get your eyes off of the adversary and get your eyes on the promise because it doesn't matter what the devil does. He cannot keep me from going where God is leading me. So I choose today to go yonder. I choose today to go to the place that God has called me to be. Jump to your feet, clap your hands, and I want you to say to yourself, I'm going on. I'm moving on. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands right now and tell the Lord, I'm going on. I'm pressing forward. Go ahead and just talk to the Lord for just a moment. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we magnify you. We plead the blood of Jesus today. There's victory in this building. I pray for every mind, every soul, every spirit, every, every person in this room you would touch them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I've told it before, but I'll tell it again. Remain standing. Uh, I, I know what I feel. I'm your pastor. I'm your pastor. Michael, God knows what you're going through. Just the loss of your spouse just a couple days ago. I can't imagine what you're going through. But you and I, you and I both know the Lord loves you, doesn't he? He's going to help you through that. We talked about it. You never know what somebody's going through that's in the building right now. You never know. But I know what I feel. 
The devil wants you to be distracted from what God wants to do. I want you to say to yourself, God has greater things for me. If your spouse is next to you, I want you to look at them and say, God has greater things for us. Do you believe that? How many has ever been in a place where you thought you were just walking in circles, not getting anywhere? Come on. When they came out of, the, when they came out of Israel, out of, the, out of the wilderness, came out of Egypt, guess what was standing between them and the promised land? It was a piece of ground. Esau's descendants. It was Edom. And they said, you can't, you can't come through here. You're going to have to go around if you're going to do that. David made this statement. He said, over Edom will I cast out my shoe. A shoe was a contract of the land that belongs to me. Brother, Brother Noah, can you take your shoe off? Hope you don't have any holes in your socks. You all right? Okay, come here. Come here. Help, help, help the preacher. Come here, Joseph. This is what I'm talking about. I want you to stand right here, Joseph. You're going to be the enemy for a minute. Between you and your promise, there will always be a, an enemy. He said, Moab is my wash pot. It's where I come from. I come from a mess. But you will always have an enemy that's going to stand in your way. I used to call him the devil, but it's really it's your flesh. It's the origin of your flesh. It says, well, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I don't know if I could ever be. The problem is not the devil. It's our faith saying, I'm not good enough to get where I need to be. You're not worthy to have this. You can't have this. But you know what David said in Psalm 68? He said, over Edom will I cast out my shoe. You know what he was saying? You might be in front of me. Throw it. What he was saying was, but I've got a contract waiting on me. I've got a promise on the other side of this thing I'm going through. Over Edom. Flishia triumph thou because of me. That's why when he came to Goliath, he knew I can conquer this because God's got something better for me than destruction and failure and chaos and confusion. Is there anybody here that believes God has something better for you? Clap your hands and praise him in this building. Remain standing as I close. I was, in, I was in South Carolina and coming back from vacation. And my wife and I were just young parents. And uh, I was talking about my wife today. We used to fall asleep on the phone talking when we were dating. We still fall asleep talking. Amen. Still in love. But I'll never forget pulling up to that hotel in the middle of the night because we were too tired to go on. You ever been too tired to go on? Pulled up to that hotel. Went inside. We got in there. Something didn't seem right. Got inside of that hotel. Something wasn't right. Spirit was troubled. Something wasn't right. You ever just feel like something wasn't right? Why do I feel this way? I'm saved. Why do I feel this way? She took, Lakeham was just tiny and Sawyer was just a baby. And she, there was two queen beds in there and she was laying it down to sleep. Only thing I know to do when something's not right is pray. You think the devil wants your marriage to make it? 
Does he want your kids to make it? Does he want you to make it? Oh, no. I got news for the devil. We're going to make it. Somebody got to make up in your mind. Hey, I feel like telling somebody the devil doesn't want you to go to heaven. He doesn't want your family to make it. But how many know we're going to make it? I'm going to see Jesus. Meshach, I'll never forget. Because you know how I like old songs. You know I like old songs. But Meshach, I'll never forget that moment. I got down beside my bed, started praying. Prayer makes a difference. And quietly I began to sing. I claim the blood Jesus shed on Calvary. Precious blood stains that were laid there just for me. This is what I said. It's an old song. In all my sin, my sickness and my pain, when I need healing, I claim those precious blood stains. One I did, the atmosphere of the room changed, Brother Nick. How many know when you feel the glory of God? I feel it right now. And as soon as I felt the atmosphere change, this is what Lakin said. Lakin, just a little girl. She said, Mommy, see that angel standing right there? You got to remember, you're not by yourself. That's the promise of God being with us. He's Emmanuel, interpreted God with us. And when he came in, the atmosphere changed. And we rested and didn't have to worry. Because God's got a promise. He's going to take you through whatever he brings you to. Come on. I feel the atmosphere change in the room. I said God's going to bring you through whatever he brings you to. You've got some trouble? He's got the answer. you got some issues? He knows how to fix it. I want you to praise him right now. All over this building, God's going to fix. God. Come on. Are there any victorious people in this building? The Lord's going to fix it. Come on. If you've got some things in your life you need healed, He's going to fix it. Come on. All over the building, I want you to begin to call on that name that's a victorious name. Brother Nehemiah, lead us. If anybody asks you where I'm going, the Lord, through one moment, can turn it all around. Everybody take your hand and say, God can turn it all around. You don't quit when there's opposition. You lean forward. We're not in the defensive. We're in the offensive. I'm going to go get what God has for me. If you're in the building, you feel like you've been in a mess. Would you raise your hand? Come on. I see hands up. 
out of the mess is going to come a miracle. I feel healing all over this building. I really do. I said there's miracles. There's healing here. I want you to lift your hand up and tell the Lord, I give you my mess. And I'm going to press till I see the miracle. Make a covenant with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, God hadn't given up on you. Quit doubting yourself. Quit doubting yourself. God is going to give you a miracle. Hear me, hear me. The Bible says through much tribulation, through much tribulation shall you inherit the kingdom of God. Everybody take your hand and say through much pressure. There's pressure. It's not just being saved. We had a glorious time last Sunday. Move of God. Prince of God was so sweet. Thank God for it. Amen. Thank God for what we feel even now. A release in the spirit. Hallelujah. Sometimes there's pressure. Sometimes there's situations. Everybody hold your hand up and say there's some pressure. How many ever felt the pressure against you? He that waited upon the Lord. The Bible says he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as they shall run and not be. They shall walk and not faint. I'm telling you, if you'll just press forward, would you do this with me? I want you to lean into it. See, I'm I'm not challenged by the opposition. God's going to bring a miracle out of this mess. Do you believe that? Clap your hands and begin to praise Him all over the building. Here's what I'm going to commission you to do. How many of you know some people that are going through a mess? I want you to call three people and say I'd like to pray for you and say I just feel like God's going to bring him out of your mess he's going to bring a miracle would you let me pray for you how many would do that would you call three people and say God's able to turn your mess to a miracle I want you to lift your hands and begin to pray right now God you have moved among us in the name of Jesus Christ we pray we glorify you Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Out of your mess is coming a miracle. Don't give up in despair. Something, the miracle is on the way. Press a little further. Go a little further in prayer. Go a little further in faith. Go a little further. In Jesus' name. If you're here today, you've not repented of your sins, today will be a perfect day. If you repent of your sins, you have not been baptized. Today would be a perfect day. They're going to sing that song. If anybody asks you where I'm going, we're going to pray. You can be dismissed. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Next Sunday, I'm going to talk about some messes in the Scripture that God brought people out of. Some they got themselves into, other people put them into. But I believe some people are going to come out of the mess of life. Do you believe that? Clap your hands and praise Him. Anybody ask you? If anybody asks you, oh, hallelujah, where I'm going.
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.